Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Change is here, and we are now living in the new normal. And that normal is a mostly remote workforce, work-life self-balance, and heavy reliance on technology to lead the business. So today is all about embracing the opportunity that has been given to us during the pandemic. Today's quote, and it comes from our guest today, Rod Trujillo, we are never going back to normal. Too much has been exposed in the inefficiencies of expensive office buildings, amenities, drive time, and personal time, which I love. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes by identifying a specific problem and providing proven solutions to enable your company to win the right hire. We share insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Rod Trujillo. Rod is the CEO and founder of International Rubber Products, a company founded in 1999 with the sale of all personal assets, including savings and retirement accounts. I love the fact that you bootstrapped this one, baby. Good job, Rod. IRPG is comprised of three distinct facilities in Southern California focused on the medical device industry, aerospace and defense industry, and the coating and laminating industry. The cornerstone and key component of their success as a business is the principle that regardless of macro and microeconomic challenges and changes, the company will be run as a God-honoring business that seeks to bless everyone it encounters. So as a result, IRPG has been adding 25 to 40 employees annually, and in the past five years has had an annual five-year compounded annual growth rate of 23%, which is awesome, which is what makes Rod the perfect guest for today's show. Rod, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Yeah, how are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, I'm happy to have you. So today we're going to discuss why this forced change is a blessing to your business. We're gonna talk about where to focus and then how to implement change so that we get ahead of the curve coming out of this, whatever it is we're in. I, I hate using the word pandemic. So let's start, Rod, by talking about why this change is a good thing. I think it's a good thing because it makes you realize that you're not efficient and you realize that there's a better way to do things. I think that uh, technology has been pushing us in that direction. And we have, as human beings, we're kind of difficult with change. And it's really proving that we have to make a change. We've seen it. We've seen just an, a remarkable efficiency. I'm sure fear has something to do with it. But with our personnel, we also witnessed that we need to be better managers. We need to touch people. We need to be more focused on the health side. We need to be focused. Instead of being in a car, why not offer a workout in the morning and then do a touch of attendance? We've been forced to do because we're trying to make sure that everybody is healthy. Definitely. So efficiency is one of the big things that as you've analyzed your business, you probably had more people that you needed, I would imagine. Yeah. So one of the things that's been really interesting is as you are forced to quarantine, then you have to ask yourself, well, how do I make sure that the payroll is producing and we're executing? And the remarkable thing is, as we started to ask for daily tasks to make sure that we were giving them the proper technology or what have you, we realized that some people just didn't have a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. And you know, we quickly tried to move some things around, but it definitely changes your perception where you sit there and go, well, wait a second. So basically everybody's just getting away from their personal life when they come to work. And people are really good sometimes at, you know, finding things to do. I don't think anybody's not trying to do their job. I think as managers and as leaders, though, we need to be able to see that 
this has completely exposed our lack of leadership. That's interesting. So you've kind of come to a self-actualization that you really weren't as strong on the management side as you thought you were. Correct. And not only as strong, but not embracing some of the tools we've had to embrace. I mean, we've been using Zoom quite a bit and we've been doing a five minute touch with our main people. Just, hey, where are we in the morning? Where are we in the afternoon? And the amount of work that's getting done that, you know, you scratch your head and you go, well, why wasn't I doing this all along? I have meetings, I have a staff meeting. It takes 30, 45 minutes, but now I'm touching 10 people and 20 because it's quick. And so it's just been really kind of amazing how much more efficient we can be using the technology tools that are out there. Anything else that has opened your eyes to this change? I think the huge opening has been how focused we've been on everybody's health and why haven't we been focused on that? So if you start to analyze that the average commuter in California, let's say on the light side is 30 minutes each way, that's an hour that I could devote let's just say a half hour workout and a half hour personal time. And if we're more efficient, I think we've been losing anywhere between five to 10 hours a week that would make somebody one more healthy, one feel more balanced. I think the challenge where the scale kind of gets a little challenging is I actually have realized that people really like having a break from their personal life. And so these office buildings everything become a little bit of a social aspect. And you know, maybe, maybe it's not a lot, maybe it's a half hour, 45 minutes, but I think from a work-life balance, the one realization that we've seen as leadership is, hey, how do we still give them that, but give them some time back and at the same time get more efficient? So have you seen an increase in productivity since you've done this? It's been incredible. We had uh, our medical is due in May and normally it takes us two months to get that done. And because we started to see the differences of whatever he was doing, we kind of put a mandate, hey, this is going to get done you know, in two weeks. It was done like in a week and a half. And it's just all these different technology that you're now using more project-based. You're now touching more people and you're using technology to do it all where you're actually incredibly inefficient coming to the office. You got to walk to get the coffee. Hey, I think I need a snack. Hey, how was your fishing trip? Hey, how was your golf game? Which is wonderful. But I think there's a way to do that differently moving forward. Yeah, just cutting out the commute time alone and all that, well, that time where people are listening to my podcast pretty much. (laughs) All that time alone, I mean, that increases efficiency. I love the idea that it's giving back people freedom to be able to exercise and go out and take a walk or do something because when your body's in balance with your mind, you're going to be more productive. The biggest takeaway has been how much we do need to focus on the health of our workforce because that health makes them better. You know, we have a daily attendance call with our 15 corporate people. It lasts five minutes, but it's, hey, how are you? How's your technology? How's your family? How are you feeling? It's a quick, all is good. Yes, yes, yes. And we move on. But we never used to do that. But why, why not? Right. All right. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out what we do at stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources to help you build a process that help you land great talent. And by the way, please check out stridesearch.com. As this episode comes out, we'll be rolling out our new website. Today, our guest is Rod Trujillo. He's the founder and CEO of International Rubber Products. We've been talking about some of the benefits that have been coming out of this situation, this change that's kind of forced upon us. We talked about why this is important, some of the realizations that you've come across as a business owner. But for some of our audience, how would you lead them down the road of how they can thrive in this environment right now? I think you need to be transparent with what you're seeing. And I think you need to make all of your leadership understand what you're seeing and have them help understand how we make it better for everyone. Again, I think that it's not about the corporation doing better. It's about reallocating investments that make all of us more healthy, more efficient, feel better. 
I think, first of all, you've got to embrace the idea of, hey, I see there's a change. I see that these expensive buildings we're in and the amenities could be better used. It could be invested in, I don't know, hey, we give an allocation to a little gym, a Peloton to each one of the individuals. Just somewhere where we're looking for everyone to be healthy so that when these pandemics, unfortunately, I think there'll be more eventually. There's been three in the last 20 years, but just staying focused on its work balance and then adapting to making sure that, you know, the millennials don't have it all wrong. Uh, yeah, I was no. going to say, that's kind of an interesting thing. Everybody's been complaining about the millennials pushing for this sort of thing. Now we're forced into it. And now everybody's kind of saying, well, I guess it's the new norm. Thank you, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and then this whole idea that, you know, we all need to be healthy, right? Yeah. What's wrong with that? And then the millennials have always led the thing with, hey, I want to feel like I'm contributing. Well, one way you really realize you're contributing is you're staying home. You're making sure you're working that you can make the essential products that you provide the world. And you're making sure that you're not getting sick and you're staying healthy, you're doing your walks, what have you. So I think technology has got to be more embraced. And I think this entire thought process of us coming to an office, you know, obviously we're manufacturers, so we can't do it with everybody. But anybody that we're deeming is non-essential, there's no reason they need to be there unless it's a function. And maybe that's what it turns into where there's more type of Zoom functions or I think you're never going to get away from people wanting to talk to each other about how their personal lives are going and so forth. But you don't need to come into the office every day. This is going to open up a lot of companies that have been strictly no work from home policy. And by the way, it hasn't just been millennials. It's been a lot of other people. I've had people that have not accepted jobs at companies because of the fact they couldn't work from home one or two days a week. How about travel? We have a pretty extensive travel budget. Mm -hmm. And we've had to ground everybody and they're doing Zoom, writing engineering drawings on boards and showing them and exchanging. And we're sitting here going, oh my gosh, this is like unbelievable. And I can do how many more? How much faster? Now, obviously, you're never going to change all of that face-to-face on large contracts and stuff. But I tell you what, I bet you could change 90% of it. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's talk about tools because that's a piece that I think a lot of companies are struggling with. You mentioned Zoom. Are there any other tools that you've looked at or that you guys have implemented that have helped you gain productivity? My partner is more the technology guy. Sure. I'm more the idea guy. Okay. I'm the one that, I'm going to tell you the story. I woke up and I came to my partner and said, dude, we need to start researching right now. And we need all conference rooms and all desktops to turn into Zoom type rooms. So he's got a list that he's going through. Cool. We've already allocated a certain amount of budget where everybody's going to get state-of-the-art type cameras. And we're in the process and we're going to transform this. Now, it poses a lot of challenges because, for example, our corporate headquarters is owned by my partner and I. So we're sitting here going, yeah, but if we don't need it and it's not what we believe in, then we have to pivot. We have to deal with that consequence. And so what's best for the business, what's best for the people is what really matters. Well, gosh, you know, if you think about it, if you guys own your building, then you can sublease part of it out to somebody else and make some money off it too. Exactly. It opens exactly. up a lot of opportunities for you, right? As a business owner, you don't have to have everybody there every day. But as an entrepreneur, we just moved into this building <laughs> about six months ago and we're already pivoting. <laughs> so, Thank you, coronavirus. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. One of the other things when we had our conversation is you talked about data. You spent a lot of time looking at data ahead of this, getting ahead of the curve and trying to make make sure that you didn't get into a situation like a lot of companies where and a lot of companies started thinking, okay, we've got to save the cash that we have. So let's furlough people. Did you guys go through a furlough situation or? We did not. We were incredibly blessed. And I think I said that we try to hold by the faith. And one of the things that we kept talking about was, hey, 
How about if we can get through this without having to do something like that? Ironically enough, our three divisions are very essential. One of them actually makes toilet paper or helps make toilet paper with what they make. Sweet. Thank you very much. <laughs> another one does a lot of steals for defense, for nuclear weapons. And another one makes a lot of ventilator and respirator parts for the medical device industry. Got it. So we've been incredibly blessed with how much work we've had. One of them has seen a little bit of a slowdown, but we've got enough work where we can allocate everybody. But initially, if you're an entrepreneur that, you know, I've been around for 20 years now with the business, I'm constantly seeing what train's going to hit us. So I'd be remiss to say that I didn't start planning, but we were very quick to say, you know what though, let's just stay steady hand. And we've been very, very fortunate that we haven't let anybody go. We've actually hired. And that's been interesting as well, because you have to change from coming in to, hey, how do we Zoom you? And, and those types of things. Yeah. So run me through what you guys are doing to hire people right now. So we use a lot of top grading as one of the methods that we hire. We don't do it with everybody because some of our hires are entry level, but then it goes quickly to a skilled labor section. So when we're trying to hire with, you know, let's say we're hiring a marketing position or an HR position or a sales position or an accounting position, we're very focused on top grading and understanding personality types. I mean, it goes back to this whole topic, which is why do certain personalities want to work from home more than other persons? because some people are more introverted, some people are more extrovert. I can't put a marketing guy in the accounting department. And for those of our audience who don't know what top grading is, you want to give us a quick snapshot? Top grading is basically a sequence that you ask yourself which choices or talents you would like in an individual you're going to interview. And then it's a series of questions based on the top 15 that you've asked or that you've chosen. Let's say it's integrity. Let's say it's communication. Let's say it's written skill. And there's questions associated with all of it. And there's a way where there's a special application that they fill out. And then there's questions where the actual applicant actually spends probably out of a two-hour interview, he'll spend an hour and 45 minutes while you've only asked questions the entire time. Does a lot of background on the person's grit, the resilience. We're kind of an old-fashioned manufacturing company, which is why this entire movement has been so eye-opening for us because we're like going, hey, we're not embracing as much. We've got to change. Well, even as an old-fashioned manufacturing company, you guys are embracing a hiring process, which I commend you for because a lot of companies don't even have that. So that's that's phenomenal. We're big on assessment. You're hiring, though, for culture first over skills. Always. Always culture over skills. Boom. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, mean, they've got to balance. Like I said, I can't like somebody that used to be a marketing guy and make them a CPA. It usually doesn't work unless even if they have their CPA, I've just had problems. As entrepreneurs, we think everybody's just like us and they can switch gears. But what you learn as you start to really become a good leader is eh, not everybody's talents are the same and not everybody can switch gears and not everybody's the kind of person that's going to stay up day and night to figure it out. Entrepreneurs just a little different. So very true. So we're getting pretty close on time. Rod, what would be two or three key takeaways that you can give to our audience so they can plug into their business that'll help them get ahead of this curve? I'd say the first one would be establish your values and what those are, and then stay true to them. Secondly would be embrace change because it's inevitable. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's here to stay and embrace it. And I think lastly, just be really transparent about that change. Use these tools, these video tools. We've been putting out a message to all of our people every week for five minutes and just telling them where you stand and what's going on and remind them that they need to be healthy, remind them that they need to exercise, remind them of all the things. So it's just leadership of of really making sure your corporate culture is really aligned with your values. And being proactive, right? Very proactive. You know, it's funny. I don't know if you've seen that video that's been going around by Simon Sinek, but he had mentioned that looking at business today, the businesses that are going to survive through this are the ones that are willing to 
disrupt their model. Knowing the change is coming and looking at it and saying, hey, look at, you know what? I'm gonna be ahead of the curve. I'm gonna disrupt my own business before somebody else does for me. Yeah, for sure. That's why we've reallocated about a half a million dollars to all this video conferencing and different laptops that can do all this technology we're talking about. We've literally pivoted from buying machines to say, hey, IT needs more budget because we have to go in this direction. Yeah, so it's funny that, you know, it's forcing you to become more of a technology-driven organization for sure. Right, right, for sure. Absolutely. Well, shoot, we're just about out of time for today's show. Rod, thanks so much for your time investment today. I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our community can find you, reach you, find out more about uh, your company? Our website is www.irpi.com, I-R-P-I, and my email is rtrio at irpi.com. All right, perfect. We'll put that in the show notes. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Christopher Decker, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Ariel Kramer, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We welcome your feedback. After all, this show's for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or drop me an email at rickettstridesearch.com. It's always the best way to get a hold of me. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is going to be Josh Millett. Josh is the founder and CEO of Criteria Corporation, which is the new sponsor of our show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Gerard.